Good afternoon. Wow. Well, thank you very much for joining me for the next chapter of Five Go Off to Camp. Well, um, we're on chapter eight. And if you recall from yesterday, Mr Andrews shouted at Julian to tell him all he knew about the spook trains. Um, a bit of a surprise being shouted at by somebody you've only just met, isn't it? So, <clears throat> ooh, chapter eight is called A Lazy Evening, but it starts off in the kitchen. The five children and Mrs Andrews stared in surprise at Mr Andrews when he shouted at them. He repeated some of his words again. Go on! You tell me all you know and then I'll tell you. <clears throat> Julian decided to tell very shortly what had happened at the old railway yard and what Wooden Leg Sam had said. He made the tale sound rather bald and dull. Mr Andrews listened to it with the greatest interest, never once taking his eyes off Julian. Then he sat back and drank a whole cup of tea, very strong tea, in one gulp. The children waited for him to speak, wondering what he had to say. Now, he said, making his voice sound important and impressive, you listen to me. Don't any of you ever go down to that yard again. It's a bad place. Why? asked Julian. What do you mean a bad place? Things have happened there years and years ago, said Mr Andrews. Bad things, accidents. It was all shut up after that and the tunnel wasn't used anymore. See? Nobody was allowed to go there and nobody did because they were scared. They knew it was a bad place where bad things happen. Anne felt frightened. But Mr Andrews, you don't mean there really are spook trains, do you? She asked, her face rather pale. Mr Andrews pursed up his lips and nodded very solemnly indeed. That's just what I do mean. Spook trains come and go. Nobody knows why, but it's bad luck to be there when they come. They might take you away, see? Julian laughed. Oh, not as bad as that, sir, surely. Anyway, you're frightening Anne, so let's change the subject. I don't believe in spook trains. But Mr Andrews didn't seem to want to stop talking about the trains. Wooden Leg Sam was right to hide himself when they come along, he said. I don't know how he manages to stay on in a bad le place like that, never knowing when a train is going to come creeping out of that tunnel in the darkness. Julian was not going to have Anne frightened any more. He got up from the table and turned to Mrs Andrews. Thank you very much for a lovely day and lovely food, 
he said. We must go now. Come along, Anne. Wait a minute, said Mr Andrews. I just want to warn you all very solemnly that you mustn't go down to that railway yard. Do you hear me, Jock? You might never come back. Old Wooden Leg Sam's mad, and well he may be with spook trains coming along in the dead of night. It's a bad and dangerous place. You are not to go near it. Well, thank you very much for the warning, sir, said Julian politely, suddenly disliking the small man with the big nose very much indeed. We'll be going. Goodbye, Mrs Andrews. Goodbye, Jock. Come along tomorrow and have a picnic with us, will you? Oh, thanks. Oh, yes, I will, said Jock. But wait a minute. Aren't you going to take any food with you? Yes, of course they are, said Mrs Andrews, getting up from her chair. She had been listening to the conversation with a look of puzzled wonder on her face. She went out into the scullery where there was a big cold larder. Julian followed her. He carried the two baskets. I'll give you plenty, said Mrs Andrews, putting loaves, butter and cream cheese into the baskets. I know what appetites you youngsters get. Now, don't you be too scared at what my husband's just been saying. I saw that little Anne was frightened. I've never heard of the spook trains and I've been here for three years. I don't reckon there's much in the tale, you know, for all my husband's so set on warning you not to go down to the yard. Julian said nothing. He thought that Mr Andrews had behaved rather oddly about the whole story. Was he one of the kind of people who believed in all sorts of silly things and got scared himself? He looked weak enough. Julian found himself wondering how a nice woman like Mrs Andrews could have married such a poor specimen of a man. Still, he was a generous fellow, judging by all Jock had said, and perhaps Jock's mother felt grateful to him for giving her the farm and the money to run it with. That must be it. Julian thanked Mrs Andrews and insisted on paying her, although she would have given him the food for nothing. She came into the kitchen with him and he saw that the others had already gone outside. Only Mr Andrews was left, eating ham and pickles. Goodbye, sir, said Aunt Julian politely. Goodbye, and you remember what I've told you, boy, said Mr Andrews. Bad luck comes to people who see spook trains. Yes, terrible bad luck. You keep away from them. Julian gave a polite smile and went out. It was evening now and the sun was setting behind the moorland hills, although it still had a long way to go before it disappeared. He caught up with the others. Jock was with them. I'm just coming halfway with you, said Jock. I say, my f stepfather was pretty scary about those trains, wasn't he? I felt pretty scary too when he was warning us about them, said Anne. I shan't ever go to that yard again, ever, ever. Will you, George? 
If the boys did, I would, said George. You didn't actually look very much as if she wanted to, all the same. Are you going to the yard again, said Jock eagerly. I'm not scared, not a bit. It would be an adventure to go and watch for a spook train. We might go, said Julian. We'll take you with us if we do, but the girls aren't to come. Well, I like that, said George angrily, as if you could leave me behind. When have I ever been scared of anything? I'm as brave as any of you. Yes, I know. You can come back. Come as soon as we find out it's all a silly story, said Julian. I shall come whenever you go, flashed back George. Don't you dare to leave me out. I'll never speak to you again if you do. Jock looked most surprised at this sudden flare-up of temper from George. He didn't know how fierce she could be. I don't see why George shouldn't come, he said. I bet she'd be every bit as good as a boy. I thought she was one when I first saw her. George gave him one of her sweetest smiles. He couldn't have said anything she liked better, but Julian would not change his mind. I mean what I say. The girls won't come if we do go, so that's that. For one thing, Anne certainly wouldn't want to come, and if George came without her, she'd be left all alone up at the camp. She wouldn't like that. She should have Mr Luffy's company, said George, looking sulky again. Idiot! As if we want to tell Mr Luffy we were going off exploring deserted railway yards watched over by a mad one-legged fellow who swears they're a spook train, said Julian. He'd stop us going. You know what grown-ups are like. Or he'd come with us, which would be worse. Yes, he'd see moths all the time. Not spook train, said Dick with a grin. I'd better go back now, said Jock. It's been a grand day. I'll come up tomorrow and picnic with you. Goodbye. They said goodbye to Jock and went on their way to the camp. Oh, it was quite nice to see it again waiting for them, the two tents flapping a little in the breeze. Anne pushed her way through the tent flaps, anxious to see that everything was untouched. Inside the tent it was very hot. And decided to put the food they had brought under the bottom of the big gauze bush. It would be cooler there. She was soon busy about her little jobs. The boys went down to see if Mr Luffy was back, but he wasn't. Anne, we're going to bathe in the stream, they called. We feel hot and dirty. Are you coming? George is coming too. No, I won't come, Anne called back. I've got lots of things to do. The boys grinned at one another and did so enjoy playing house. So they left her to it and went to the stream from which yells and howls and shrieks soon came. The water was colder than they expected and nobody liked to lie down in it, but everyone was well and truly splashed and the icy cold drops falling on their hot bodies made them squeal and yell. And Timmy didn't in the least mind the iciness of the water. He rolled over and over in it, enjoying himself. Look at him showing off, said Dick. Ha ha, Timmy, 
If I could bathe in a fur coat like you, I wouldn't mind the cold water either. Woof, said Timmy, and climbed up the shallow bank. He shook himself violently, and thousands of icy cold silvery drops flew from him and landed on the three shivering children. They yelled and chased him away. It was a very pleasant, lazy evening. Mr Luffy didn't appear at all. Anne got a light meal of bread and cream cheese and a piece of gingerbread. Nobody felt like facing another big meal that day. They lay in the heather and talked comfortably. Oh, this is the kind of holiday I like, said Dick. So do I, said Anne, except for the spook trains. That spoilt it a bit for me. Oh, don't be silly, Anne, said George. If they're not real, it's just a silly story. And if they are real, well, it might be an adventure. There was a little silence. So, are we going down to the yard again? asked Dick lazily. Yes, I think so, said Julian. I'm not going to be scared off it by weird warnings from Pa Andrews. Then I vote we go one night and wait to see if a spook train does come along, said Dick. I shall come too, said George. No, you won't said Julian. You'll stay with Anne. George said nothing, but everyone could feel mutiny in the air. So do we tell Mr Luffy or don't we, said Mr. Said Dick. You know we've said we wouldn't, said Julian. He yawned. Oh, I'm getting sleepy. And the sun has gone, so it will soon be dark. I wonder where old Luffy is. Do you think I'd better wake up? And see if he wants something to eat, said Anne anxiously. No, not unless you want to keep awake till midnight, said Julian. He'll have got some food in his tent. He'll be all right. I'm going to turn in. Coming, Dick? The boys were soon in their sleeping bags. The girls lay in the heather for a little while longer, listening to the lonely sounding cry of the curlews going home in the dark. Then they too went into their own tent. Once safely in their sleeping bags, the two boys felt suddenly wide awake. They began to talk in low voices. Shall we take Jock down to see the yard in the daytime or shall we go one night and watch for the trains from nowhere, said Julian. Oh, I vote we go and watch at night, said Dick. We'll never see a spook train in the daytime. Wooden leg Sam is an interesting old chap, especially when he chucks cinders about, but I don't know that I like him enough to go and visit him again. Well, if Jock badly wants to go and have a snoop around tomorrow morning when he comes, we'd better take him, said Julian. We can always go one night too if we want to. Right. We'll wait and see what Jock says, said Dick. They talked a little longer and then felt sleepy. Dick was just dropping off when he heard something coming wriggling through the heather. A head was stuck through the opening of the tent. 
If you dare to come in, I'll smack your silly face, said Dick, thinking it was Timmy. I know what you want, you perfect pest. You want to flop down on my tummy. You just turn yourself around and go away, do you hear? The head in the opening moved a little but didn't go away. Dick raised himself up on one elbow. Put one paw inside my tent and you'll be sent rolling down the hill, he said. I love you very much in the daytime, but I'm not fond of you at night. Not when I'm in a sleeping bag anyway. Scoot. The head made a peculiar apologetic sound. Then it spoke. Er, uh, you're awake, I see. Are all of you all right? The girls too? I'm only just back. Oh, my goodness, it's Mr. Luffy, said Dick, filled with horror. Oh, I do say, sir, I'm most awfully sorry. I thought you were Timmy come to flop himself down on top of me like he often does. I'm so sorry, sir. Don't mention it, said the shadowy head with a chuckle. I'm glad you're all right. See you tomorrow. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Mr. Luffy. <laughs> Getting shouted at by Dick and told that he's going to roll him down the hill. <laughs> I bet that surprised him. He didn't expect that, did he? Oh, right. Well, what do you think about them going back to the train yard? Do you think they should go in the day or do you think they should go at night? Ooh, a bit scary, isn't it? I don't think I'd like to go at night. Not in the middle of nowhere. Ooh, that would be just too scary. Definitely. So, um, tomorrow we'll find out what happens next. Very exciting. I do love reading these books. <laughs> anyway, I will speak to you tomorrow and I will be grateful if you could take care and stay safe until then <laughs> i'll speak to you tomorrow bye for now